People of the world, hello and welcome to the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, where our purpose is a simple one. Tune into our weekly podcast each Friday, wherever you listen to your favorite programs or on this website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice as the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. To reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions, we're at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, the Facebook group of the same name, and if you care to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Also, stay tuned for details about our upcoming news and perspective show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Hello, 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 and welcome to the 30th episode of The Brothers Talk, and thank you again for all the love and support. Even if you had some critical things to say, we still appreciate you for taking the time to listen and share your opinions. Our Facebook groups keep growing, and we also appreciate you spreading the word about hashtag Black Dollars Matter, relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide, and The Brothers Talk on Facebook, as we're now about 3,300 members strong, as we stay on our mission to take control of our Black economic power that everybody else has gotten rich off and continues to try and siphon off our dollars. So we want to focus on making sure we keep those dollars in our own communities. There's no reason for us not to be better stewards of it. And if we do it one household at a time by focusing on going out and finding and working with black businesses, if we go out and keep making sure that we do our level best to patronize black businesses, then there's no reason why we can't take control of our communities as well. So before we jump into this week's topic, though, once again, here are Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Thanks for your continued support. Uh, We know it's been a long, long time, you know, at home in terms of the pandemic, but you got to stay committed. I should say social distancing, keep your mask on and um, be safe out there. Thanks, Scott. I just wanted to say, you know, black on black love. That's all we got. All right. This week, we want to make sure that we have a little bit to say about the Republicans because we have had spirited conversations around the Democratic ticket, but we want to make it very clear that we see absolutely less than no reason why there should be any Blacks who are forwardly supporting the Republican ticket. We saw some real cooning going on out there with Tim Scott and Daryl Scott and the Lieutenant Governor of Kentucky, who I refuse to even learn his name, and a few of the others, you know, they used the black woman who they who Trump pardoned and let her out of jail. I feel badly for her because I feel like she was just a pawn in the process. But when you look at what the Republicans are trying to put forth as an agenda, that they are the party of law and order, that is simply code speak for racism. Because you've got in the White House a person who regularly breaks the law, a regularly who flouts the law and finds ways to ignore the law. And for people to accept the notion that he is the law and order president is only based on one piece of information. And that is that he is looking to return to the era of the police being solely about controlling black people. When you see what happened this week in Kenosha, where you had a situation where You had a white guy walking down the street with an AR-15 rifle, a 17-year-old 
white guy who could walk right past police with an AR-15 rifle while Jacob Blake Jr. was shot seven times in the back going away from the police, then you see what kind of law and order the Republicans are really about. They've even decided to raise money, and one of these evangelical groups has already raised close to $100,000 to defend this Rittenhouse kid because they want to say he was acting in self-defense, even though he was the only one who had a rifle. And so if you hear anything about the Republicans talking about law and order, then realize what they want to really do is go back to the days of slave catching, slave control, and protection for what they believe were the marauding slaves. And that is just the biggest farce that could exist. You know, Rod, you, you know, you just said a mouthful there, and, and I, I agree with 100% with everything you're just saying. We, we got a situation here where it's clear, if you're being honest with yourself, it's clear that the Republican Party condone what is happening in the Black community in terms of folks trying to have peaceful protests. And you got all these uh, right-wing militia groups coming out trying to intimidate them with weapons and nothing's being done. So it's clear to me that Black folks are not wanted in that party. Uh, they don't see a future for Black folks in this country. But yet we have a bunch of ace one top dog coons that's out here tap dancing like their lives depend on it. I, I just don't get that. I don't understand why Black folks sell their souls and get out there and lie for a party that hates Black people. Well, I, I feel both of you are, are wrong. And I say that because in this country, black people have the right to go back to the plantation. <laughs> if that's what these Negroes want, I will not stop them from pursuing their goal. Now, the problem here is, is that you get that one black face and in the world of whiteness, that's enough to contradict nine out of 10 black people. So they can basically try to say that, well, we're not racist because I have a black person standing here. Donald Trump's not racist. Well, you know, the other thing is they keep talking about this 13% of black men who voted for 45 in 2016. And they're concentrating on that. Even the Democrats are concentrating on how they need to cut that number down. I say, no, that's basically one out of 10. And think of any other group that 90% of their men or women actually vote one way. And we know, just like these these handkerchief head guys are saying, that we are not a total monolith. So if they want to be out there, I frankly agree with you, Norm. They should be allowed to go over there and be stuck there when the Republicans show them who they really are. Yeah, it's mind-boggling, you know, to me. And and I ask people. I got a few friends who are Republicans and who think they think that 45 is the best thing that ever happened to this country. But when I ask them why, you know, just just give me one thing, one reason they can't come up with anything legitimate. You know, they'll say those talking points in terms of, oh, well, the black unemployment rate. And I say, well, you know, it was 7 percent under Barack Obama. It was 6 percent under Trump. So what specifically has he done? They, they can't say anything. I mean, and I, and I tell them, I understand, like you know, like you and Rod just said about, hey, these guys want, they want to take this thing all the way back to the 50s and 30s and 40s. That's what they want. They want to take this country back to that era when they were clearly 
the most dominant force and nobody questioned anything that they did. I get that from them. I don't understand what's in it for these black people who are out there trying to help them accomplish that goal. You know, unfortunately, many of us need the approval of white people. You know, we're not we're, we're not confident in ourselves and who and what we are, but that, you know, patting on the head that they get and the benefits, you know, they're, they're benefiting financially while destroying their own people. And that's absolutely right, because we know that throughout history, there have always been black sellouts who were willing to try to enhance their own position on the backs of those who were in the struggle. That's whether we're talking about all the way back in the enslavement days where you had those who would willingly take the whip to try to become an overseer so they would have a position of power over the other enslaved people. Or when you got to the civil rights movement, you always had those that were collaborators with the white establishment who were trying to undermine the efforts of everybody from Garvey and King and Malcolm right up to the current day. And so you will always have those kinds of individuals who are looking to undermine any efforts for their own basic benefit. Well, like Hirsch Walker, you know, you got a guy here who is primarily, you're from Georgia, you know, you're from the South, from a very racist state in a little small town you grew up in. And then you got the nerve to come out here and say that basically, you know, Donald Trump's not a racist and there's no, I've been known for 30 years and so on and so forth. So saying that Donald Trump is not a racist, you're basically to me saying that the country is not racist. And for somebody like him to be in denial for so long, I'm not sure whether or not he believes that or not, you know, and just like the rest of these guys, like Tim Scott, when you hear him talk, it's like, does this guy really believe this stuff that he's saying or he just playing the role that he's been given? But do these folks really believe this stuff? That's the scary part to me. And, and I think you, you hit it on the head there because I actually listen closely to what Tim Scott says and what he's trying to say. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It makes absolutely no sense. None. But he's just trying to convince, I guess, himself, he's not trying to convince black people that, He's working for the better good, and he's not even close. Yeah, well, just look at how selfish that it is to only focus on their individual relationships with 45. You know, whether it's Daryl Scott, Tim Scott, the lieutenant governor of of Kentucky, uh, the Herschel Walkers, et cetera, in that they can only focus on how he treats them And that allows them to ignore his pattern of how he called for bringing back the death penalty for the Central Park Five, how he went after Obama's birth certificate, how he was a landlord that didn't rent to blacks and other minorities and had the largest fine in New York state history for that, how he's talked about the immigrants that he didn't want from African nations and Caribbean nations how he's talked about the immigrants that were coming across the border. It's on and on and on, example after example. But somehow these Negroes can find a way to ignore all of that just because he rubs their head. You know, he pats them on the back. And that's enough for them to ignore the big picture that the same guy who pardons one woman, Alice Johnson, is taking away all kind of other protections 
for black people across the country and basically giving the police license in his mind to basically hunt and shoot us down like dogs and throw away the key when allowing everybody else, especially white folks, to get by with literally murder. Is listening to this conversation and and one of the things you said, Rod, was it's okay to these to these handcuffs your heads as long as they get their pat on the head, you know, as long as they get whatever they're trying to get fulfilled. And I, I think it's just as simple as that. But then I wonder about people like friends of mine who, you know, you're not benefiting at all. And when I ask them, you know, what is it? And they and they say all this craziness about he's going to make America great again. And, you know, I just like the way he talk and he says what's on his mind. And I'm like, okay, but how is that benefiting your communities? How is that helping black folks? I just, I just don't see it. And they'll say stuff like, well, you know, he's done so much for black people. And when you ask them, the only thing they can come up with is the unemployment rate. And when you, and then I'll say, well, you know, this is Obama's economy that the Democrats allowed him to take ownership of. So he really hadn't done anything. It's still just, it's just something, you know, I'm not one of them. So I can't really get my mind around why are you supporting whatever it is this guy's offering. I think Rod really hit the nail on the head here because they're not voting or supporting their race. They're basically saying, this is what I'm getting out of this. So that's why I'm going to vote for him and support him. Now, what he does to other black people or to the rest of the country, I could, I could care less. Right. Well, Scott, you said some people, you know, they just want to be contrary. And, and there are those who just decide that for whatever reason, they want to poke the, the controversy stick of saying they are for him, even though they can't point to anything. The other thing they do try to point to is the HBCU funding, which, you know, he's supposedly made permanent. But I said, if you stop and think about that, what that really is, is about as racist an act that you can come up with too, because he's basically saying, I want to fund you black schools so all you Negroes can go over there and stay out of these white colleges. It looks that way because you got to remember when they first came in the office, DeVos was talking about, we don't need HBCUs. They were talking about not funding HBCUs. So really what this is, is like a payoff. It's a payoff to, to some of these, these black folks to go out here and advocate for him to say that, you know, look what he's done for black folks. It, it's just a payoff because you were trying to get rid of HBCUs when you first came in the office. And a lot of those black folks, I think we're going to see that in motion. You know, black folks out here trying to confuse other black people to vote against their own best interests. Yeah, it seems like a lot of that's creeping up more and more. Well, oh, I believe uh, she spoke at Bethune. Bessie DeVos. Uh, the name of that university out in Florida, the black school? Bethune-Cookman. And um, she did the commencement there, her first year in office. And they basically booed her out of the place. You know, they're, they're really not falling for that okey-doke. No, and yet the most ironic thing as we have this conversation is that we spent a couple of weeks trying to help our people as a whole understand the need to leverage our vote to ask for something. In other words, to make sure that we get something out of supporting the Democratic ticket. And yet what these coons do is just that on the Republican side. They do make sure that they get something out of the process. You know, the, whether it was silk and diamond, 
having that TV show that just got yanked off and now they want to sue Fox for racism, which is just a beautiful piece of poetic justice. But they do position themselves to get something. And so that to me is the irony that the people that should be leveraging their vote the most because they have the most clout would be blacks with the Democratic Party, but the few little lone coon Negroes in the Republican Party will find a way to make sure that they get something and why they stay over right. there. So it's just odd. Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, it's like we're living in totally two different worlds that, you know, we're looking at the same event and coming up with a different outcome. It's, it's just um, it's mind-boggling to me, man. I, I'm just, like I said, it's hard for me to get my mind around why some of these people are denying reality, you know, why they're, like folks won't even wear things as simple as wearing a mask when you know people are dying and, and this virus is spreading. Uh, is it because white people still think that black people are the only ones who are dying from this disease? Are we, are we still dying in record numbers or, or what? Because they're the ones who are continuing not to wear, wear masks. It's not just the Southern whites. And you got some black folks following into, into their footsteps, listening to this nonsense, just like the ones who were on on stage for 45 this last week up there without mask on, even though I know they weren't in an arena, but the message that they're sending to other black folks is it's okay not to wear a mask. All right. So that's it for another edition of the brothers talk. But before we go, we want to add a little shine for a black business. There is a, a breakfast and lunch spot in Warren, New Jersey called four brothers and, they are doing quite well there with sticking to their guns and focusing on breakfast and lunch. They do an excellent job of providing a superior product as well as outstanding service. So if you're ever in the Warren, New Jersey, central New Jersey area, look out and check out Four Brothers. So as we get ready to leave you for another week, we thank you again for being with us. We remind you that you can follow us at the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to give us more detail in your comments and suggestions, it's thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. So how much we appreciate you. We don't have the words to say, but as always, let's do better today because that's all we really have.